Tubals in a China Shop is brought to you by these great companies that are giving us money to let you listen to their stuff. Bullshit, Kyle. We make this show. We make this show. You and me. Tubals in a China Shop is brought to you by us. <laughs> Someone's got to pay the bills, Dan, because it's not our trading. <laughs> <laughs> All right, roll them. You are listening to an entertainment program put together by a company called Financial Ineptitude. Anything said on this show is not an endorsement or professional advice. Would you really want to tell a court of law you were suing us because you thought taking financial advice from two idiots on a podcast put out by Financial Ineptitude was a good idea? Really? Clown hats on your face. Hello and welcome to the China Shop, everyone. Get your asses inside. I'm Shopkeeper Dan. With me, as always, is Kyle creator of financialineptitude.com. How are you doing today, Kyle? I'm doing good, man. I'm excited. Yeah? And not for the reasons you would think. It's not because I traded well. Well, I say I traded well, but the results weren't exactly there. But we'll get into that. Oh, okay. Well, why, why are you so excited? Because uh, I can, I've been feeling the shift in the, the mentality, like where I'm not as upset about the P&L anymore. Now I'm getting more joy from following the process and doing what I plan to do does that make sense oh yeah that's good stuff my plan didn't fail because i didn't execute it yeah yeah now the the plan can pass and fail of its own accord exactly exactly and now i know what needs to be worked on in order to improve it oh but well that's basically my good for good pet in the ugly oh all right so we'll be revisiting (laughs) that soon don't worry uh come on into the shop with us today sit back relax rage against the hedge machine we'd like to welcome any new listeners just joining us we're here smashing our way through a complete set of fine china sharing our ever-growing strategies for maximizing gains and cutting losses if you are new to the shop and stock trading in general you can always check out our knowledge and resource centers on financialineptitude.com or you can give one of our many beginning trading episodes a listen we'll have all those links in the episode description but the best place to be is our discord server we're on there just about every day with some really amazing awesome people totally free discord server aren't any paid tiers or special asset or special access areas because fuck that shite and would believe me when you join that server you're gonna want to just slide on right on into kyle's dms not with a duck pick uh send send him a private message or email with your mailing address so we can send you some smash it yourself swag straight from the shop we're just glad everybody's here it's a lot of fun it's better with friends and it's also better with a little spice of show news. Kyle, what do we got? Oh, shit. Sorry, mm-hmm. I wasn't listening. Mm-hmm. No. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, fuck, where is it? Um, recorded with uh, Vico from Trade Pro Academy. That should be coming out on Monday. Uh, next week, we'll be sitting down with the guys at, uh, for the next installment of Trade Runner. And then we have a roundtable episode. We'll be recording with Robert from our Discord and... Uh, retail capital. Uh, and then next week, uh, we'll be sitting down with Leo from OFL. Ooh, that'll so be good. Pretty good lineup coming wow. up. Yeah. Well, that is an exciting lineup. But until then, we have got an immaculate, immediate, impermeable episode for you today. Lots of market moving news, plenty of stocks on the radar, and more options than dollars George Santos stole from puppies. Oh, no, not the puppies. Not the puppies. <laughs> yeah, not yeah the puppies. peak villainy right there. God damn, right? <laughs> At least he didn't turn them into coats. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> oh, I think, yeah. Oh. yeah. 
Uh, you know, I hope that wasn't your, I hope that wasn't the movie reference. (laughs) (laughs) It should have been. Oh God. Really messed that one up. Uh, reach out to us. We love your messages and comments on Twitter and Facebook on our discord. The link to that is in the episode description. If you're old school, you can send us an email to two bulls at financialinstitute.com. That's the number two bulls. Maybe you got a hot stock tip. Maybe you want to tell us about a great trade you just made, or maybe you're stuck in a library with an athlete, a basket case, a princess, and a criminal, and you have to stay alive until the authoritarian vice principal returns with the keys. <laughs> Breakfast club? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> that crazy <laughs> nice. Breakfast club. Sounded a lot more like a horror movie the way you read it. <laughs> well, maybe, maybe they'll that. reboot it. Yeah. Oh, God. Can you imagine? Yes, I can. Breakfast Club with Hannibal Lecter as the vice principal. <laughs> <laughs> the, I probably would watch that. The library just slowly starts flooding. Right. <laughs> the balls on all the windows. <laughs> all right. Oh, shit. Uh, oh, should we get to our least favorite part of the show? Oh, it's. Oh shit! It's at the bad results. Did did Amazon not do well? Yeah, I'm, I'm sensing they didn't do no, well. No, it did. It, it was trying. <laughs> it tried so well. It was holding above our ninety seven dollars stop loss, and finally hit it on Friday. Oh, yeah! Uh, it opened at one hundred two ninety seven. Stopped us out Friday. Took us down to five hundred and thirty seven dollars and seventeen cents. Let it ride. The thing's gonna rip next week. <laughs> That's what happened to BP. <laughs> Damn! <laughs> Just a week. Too I think. Soon, huh? I think there's four straight days of gap ups. <laughs> oh, God. Lord. Kidding me? Uh, random didn't fare much better, but uh, still sitting pretty. Uh, Powell opened, uh, let's see, P O W L, opened the week at 45.15 on Monday, closed the week at 42 half. Nope. So random is now at 556.20. So we're within striking distance. We got plenty of time. We don't need to panic. We don't have to go all in on a, a earning play yet. Okay, not yet. But I am tempted. But we can if we want to. <laughs> we can if we want to, yes. Okay, all right. The option's Good. always available. <laughs> <laughs> all right. It's time to talk about some news? Yeah. Uh, for that, though, uh, for the show news, did you have any updates for the for yours? No, just that uh, I, I got a job. Uh, I'm now gainfully employed again. I think we talked about that last week, didn't we? Did we? I don't know. No, maybe not. When do you yeah. start? Uh, next week. Oh, that's exciting. Board me, yeah. Passed all my background checks, go figure. Well, right. Amazing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, that's exciting. Yeah, right? Right? Yeah. So, so I'm uh I'm going to be assistant managing a crew of uh probably about 20 people. Yeah. Oh shit. And uh, at the same time I'm getting like letters like uh getting denied for like entry level positions. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, damn, didn't make it. Uh, pulled a fast one on these guys. <laughs> yeah, maybe you were applying too low. Maybe you maybe you had too much experience. Yeah, right, right. Apparently, apparently, yeah. That's what they, they're like. What is this? What's his game? He's here to rip us off. He's got too much experience. He doesn't want. <laughs> he doesn't want this desk job just to be able right. to pay his bills and eat food. The price of <laughs> eggs being ungodly high couldn't oh, possibly God, be yeah. that. Yeah, the eggs are ridiculous. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, oh, I couldn't shit. find the story uh, when it came time to assemble them for the show. But uh, I was reading a story earlier in the week about how it wasn't just like everything with inflation. It wasn't just because, you know, they lost some birds to avian flu, but they were like, oh, well, we could just keep raising the prices. 
yeah, until, yeah, until people stop paying them. You get a headline like that that says, like, "Hey, we can raise them," and then you do. <laughs> hey, wow, guys, everybody's raising the prices for everything. <laughs> Will they pay ten dollars for twelve eggs? Let's find out. <laughs> God damn it! Uh, the sad thing is, you probably have to. Huh? I don't know that I would want to give up eggs. It's it's causing backyard chicken coops to become much oh, more and more popular. That makes sense. I would be tempted to do that. All right. No. Should probably move on. Huh? <laughs> so we start talking about other news. Yeah. So stay tuned for more uh, more uh, conspiracy history. I'm also uh, I'm going to start a, a cooking channel on YouTube. Um, where oh. it's I can't believe it's not possible where I show people how to make things with the impossible meats. Oh. Yeah. Wiener nice. schnitzel ch- chili sauce. You're up, what? You're up first. Oh, man. You got to give me that one. I finally got oh, Taco Bell meat down. So good. You got the Taco Bell taco meat down? I think so. I think I finally got it. <laughs> Is it? You just throw a bunch of meat in a pan and cook it till it's brown? No, you got to like mash it down to like as small of a texture as you can get. Like you have to do it as it's cooking and slowly. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well. It's funny, I called my dad to tell him about it, and then he's like, why? <laughs> why? <laughs> so my wife says I should be messaging him once a week, being like, oh my god, I just figured out Arby's meat. <laughs> Roast beef. <laughs> what? <laughs> like, oh, I just figured out Little Caesar's pizza crust. <laughs> yeah. I, I, can make, I can make Heinz ketchup. I can make it at home. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Ooh, finally did it. Cracked the code. Yep, yep. All the ketchup I want. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. All right, let's play a song. Dow drops deep on moving inflation, COVID frustration, war damnation. We're just bringing you the fucking news. You gotta recognize the game if you don't want to lose. We're just skipping to fools trading information. Rioters raiding, insider trading, taxes are raising, bills on the hill. We got a crypto mill. No, they ain't growing weed. When the Fed speaks today, it's some shit we don't need. Sing it, man. Two bulls trading information. What? Two bulls trading information. I'm inclined to agree. Two bulls trading Tired of the Fed talking all the time. Mm, uh-huh, uh-huh. Fed, hey, I don't even want to bring it up today. Before we start talking about the news, yeah, can I take a moment to thank our sponsors and friends at Manscaped, Trade Pro Academy, and Orderflow Labs? Oh, are we doing that? Yes, yes, that's right. Yes, yeah, sorry. Okay. Please, please go we ahead. Can? Okay. Yes. Well, by now we all know Manscaped is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. But did you know they just launched a line of beard care products? And luckily for you, we have an exclusive offer of 20% off with free worldwide shipping. We do? Damn skippy we do. (laughs) So don't let those other beard-trimming companies hornswoggle you. Head over to manscaped.com and use the promo code 2BULLS. That's the number two. And when it comes to institutional quality trading education, take a look at tradeproacademy.com. In our free Discord server, you'll find instructions to take advantage of our discount with them as well. And for all those lovely, beautiful degenerates who enjoy trading futures, you'll definitely want to check out the custom tools and studies at orderflowlabs.com. Links for all that in the episode description. All right, what should we kick off with here? 
so much. How about how about this one? I got one. Uh, somebody from Funstrat is making some interesting interesting claims. Funstrat. Fundstrat. Okay, like the Fender Stratocaster for no, headphones. No, no, no. I think it's a. Uh, um, it's got to be some kind of like market group. Uh, okay. Can't think of the word for it. Um, uh, like uh, um, what are the other ones? Like an institution, basically. It's an institution investing group. Okay. All right. God, why couldn't I say that? <laughs> Jesus. Good question. <laughs> All right. So yeah, uh, somebody from Funstrat has been saying, "What's his? Does he have a name?" Uh, Tom Lee. Tom Lee from Fundstrat is saying that the stock market could hit record highs by the end of the year because he believes that investors have already priced in a lot of the bad news. Mm-hmm. Uh, his evidence that he's pointing to is the fact that the disappointing earning results has failed to spark a significant sell-off in the market No, uh, since the S&P is still up 6% year to date. Uh, okay. Let's see. What well, else does he say? That's a good argument. Said that there are those who say earnings are the next shoe to drop in quotes there, but EPS estimates have been falling for many months already. So what arguably matters more is how stocks are reacting to the results. And that he's uh, noted that investors aren't punishing companies that have been missing estimates today as much as they were several months ago. So Mm. uh, it is an interesting point, but to say that all the bad news is baked in, I think is a big stretch. Like we're still factoring in 25 bit rate hikes right now. If another bad CPI print comes out or another jobs report comes out that blows the you know lid off expectations, and we end up going with a 50 or 75 bit hike again, yeah, yeah. no, the bad news isn't all baked in. Hmm. Hmm. No, no, there's it's what it's only February. There can't be any more bad news for the rest of the year. It's just it's done. Yeah, when is the Groundhog's Day? Is that is that already passed? I think it passed. I I think I think we got more winter. I don't know. I don't more know winter, but not works. more bad news. So thanks, Pucks and Donnie Phil. Yeah. Oh man, damn it! I forgot to watch that. I usually watch that on on the day. You watch Groundhog's Day, Groundhog Day, on Groundhog Day. Yeah, I pretend like it's a sequel. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's a gift that keeps on giving. Right. All right. What do you got for us? Uh, it's been a while since uh, we talked uh, Kathy Wood news. Oh. Uh, oh. She's she's uh, coming out and talking about all the tech layoffs that just have been hammering the job stuffers. <laughs> she is a tech expert. Yeah. A tech expert, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> What's, what was the reason? It's, it's uh, AI and robots. Oh, AI and robots. Uh, she's she's saying that uh, she's pointing out how uh, more and more companies are automating things. Uh, Amazon is adding about a thousand robots a day. Mm-hmm. She said on top of uh, just AI amplifying productivity. Hmm. Uh, she's predicting by 2030, uh, we're going to have like oh, Amazon themselves will have more robot employees than humans. Wow. And if you've got AI controlling the robots, got yourself a Skynet. You got yourself a Skynet going. <laughs> yeah, no shit. Cyberdyne yeah. systems. Exactly. Uh, she say she she mentioned anything about the the explosive growth that nobody predicted during the pandemic and the everybody struggling to, to fill for the excess capacity they needed? 
yeah, 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 yeah. Gearing up to handle COVID, they they had to hire heavy. Yeah. Um, okay. For sure, for sure. I mean, she points out that Zoom went from doing 20 million users to 200 million users. But she's yeah. saying that basically all the people that they hired, they've now been able to replace with automation. Yeah, yeah. That's kind of dark. Uh, the, the direct quote is, we don't think this is the technology sector in some kind of disarray or sunsetting in some way or the opposite. We think they're harnessing new AI tools and other technologies to increase productivity and provide new products and services, Wood said on Thursday. Is she bullish? Oh, uh, you know, I'm, it doesn't directly say, but I'm going to go out on a limb and say yes. Kathy, bullish wood. <laughs> the number one expense of a tech company is probably the labor. If you mm. can eliminate that, you're probably going to make a lot of money. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and for a lady who just bets on innovative tech over and over and over again. Yeah, that sounds like something she would want. Wonder, wonder how she came up with this innovative tech answer <laughs> it was innovative tech that did it i know right that's the reason for everything <laughs> uh, mike rowe is in the the news talking about uh jobs too uh oh. he was talking about the seven million american men that he says are done looking for work and have punched out Ooh. and he's calling it a uh, a chilling metric that he was looking at the most chilling metric of all, since it's an indication of what's to come, the decline in the male work, male participation. Yikes. Um, so I was looking through this and... Too many women workers? It kind of is, actually. Are you reading it oh. too? No. <laughs> that no, was I'm the not. takeaway I had. Women are taking the jobs. <laughs> um, it has to do with... I mean, it's not uh, services, right? They're talking about manufacturing, wholesale, retail, trade, education, health services all contending with the shortage of skilled workers. Uh, and these have all, like, especially like steel, like I can speak from experience in that industry, like getting people who are interested in like trades has been a struggle for decades, like ever yeah. since I was young and jumping into it. Yeah. Uh, some of the stuff that was buried in here, where where was it? The growing gender gap is talking about the vast majority. Uh, well, let me go back to the very beginning here. Let's just start with the, the number of people who aren't working. Mm -hmm. So since the COVID pandemic, a bunch of people got laid off or left due to illness. And, you know, as we know, a bunch of them have decided to return even after openings picked up. Uh, the Minneapolis Federal Reserve Bank found that about 25% of prime age Americans aren't currently working. And while some of them are looking for a job and can't find any, others are actively choosing not to uh, join in the hunt. Some reasons are like caregiving for elderly parents uh, or a child, health-related concerns, early retirement, going to school, or joining the military. One of those mm. is not like the other. Um, <laughs> yeah, joining the military is a job. Yeah, no, it's not. But, but you get paid. You show up and you have to do a job. Oh, and just because you get retirement and education and other health benefits... Most it's a real job. job. It's a job I don't want to do. It's a hard job. It's a I difficult it. job. <laughs> oh, the other interesting thing on here is about half of the people who were looking for work did not want to take a job that did not offer remote work. And then there was a third of the younger respondents who said that they're focusing on learning new skills and prioritizing personal growth before re-entering the labor force. Mm. So that actually sounds like somebody like you know, taking the, the opportunity to try to not become, you know, uh, uh, made redundant by technology. Yeah. So that, that I don't find chilling. Maybe he was referring to the part of, um, 
the the guy who wrote the study said the vast majority of these prime age men spend about 2000 hours a year on screens do little housework and don't spend time volunteering but there may be more to the story than them slacking off and he talks about the drop in manufacturing jobs since the 60s and then the other thing they point to here which was super interesting is that research shows that women are more likely to have a four-year college degree compared to men when post-secondary education typically comes with better employment prospects Women account for more than half of American college, more than half of America's college-educated workforce. Hmm. And then now that college-educated women are participating in the labor force at the same rate they were before the pandemic, the share of college-educated men looking for work or actively working has lessened. So, yeah, that was the takeaway I had: is that uh, college-educated women are taking our jobs, <laughs> <laughs> the jobs I don't want to do anymore. <laughs> right, <laughs> the jobs I'm fucking sick of. Oh. Wow. Uh, you know, <clears throat> hey, if, uh, if women want to have the career, I'll stay home and cook. Yeah. But I think what they're saying is the problem is that men aren't doing that. They're just spending all their time on the screen. And I'm thinking about myself spending all my time, you know, working on a podcast and trading mm-hmm. and charts mm-hmm. and everything else. Like, wait, my job is screens now. It doesn't count. <laughs> it doesn't count. <laughs> no, no, it doesn't no. count. Ah, shit. <laughs> of course it does. Yeah, I guess it does. Anyway, yeah, so Micro is uh, scared about the, the decline in the male participation because he's worried about the indication of what that means going forward. What that means it, for what, men? Uh, just in general, I guess. He doesn't really say what what it's indicating. That somehow men are suffering because of these evil women taking I our guess, damn jobs. I guess it's more to do with... Evil uh, woman. <laughs> I guess it's more to do with the uh, uh, like manufacturing jobs where because they can't find enough workers, they're asking them to do a lot more. Um, I remember when I was looking at uh, Pepsi, I was thinking about applying there back in 2008, 2009. Mm-hmm. And the people I had talked to said, you got to spend the first year working seven days a week, 12 hour days, 12 hour days uh, before you're even likely to get into the rotation to have days off. What were you going to be doing for Pepsi? Damn. Uh, maintenance. Working at one of the packaging plants or one of the places where they actually like make it. Wow. To say I worked shipping for Coca-Cola and yeah, I, I worked uh, five days a week. Right. Most full time. Yeah, that's different than production. Productions are usually a lot more, uh, a lot more hours. Uh-huh. Huh. Go figure. Well, but, I'm not. I'm not scared. I, I say let the let the women do the work. Yeah, I don't mind. Yeah, uh, yeah. I even say pay them the same same rate too. Whoa, 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 whoa! Slow <laughs> down there, cowboy. Look, Dan. If we're staying at home and collecting it, then we need it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, no. I. Uh... It only hurts us <laughs> when we don't pay women the same. Yeah. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Now that I'm a stay at home husband, I'd like I'd like my wife to make all the bonuses, please. Yes, exactly. Give her all the money. <laughs> all right, that's that's all I had. Uh, I'll probably have to trim that down to make it less rambly. But there you go, there you go. Uh, you got anything else for us? So uh, China's upset. You might be surprised to hear. Really? Again? Uh, yes, they feel like the U.S. is not being true to the principles of the free market economy. Oh. Yeah, apparently the United States is considering a ban on Chinese citizens buying property in the U.S. 
Yeah. So, um, well, yeah. I can see the reason why they'd want to do that. Well, we have joked on this very show about how we're for sale and China's just buying us. Yes. Bit by bit. <laughs> They've been doing that for quite some time. Yes. Yes. In fact, I wonder how many uh, Chinese companies bought, have purchased houses in the last five to ten years to rent to American citizens. Like, Let me look that up for you. Mm-hmm. Oh, did you want to did you want to live in your country? Well, you got to pay us if you want to. If you want to be able to actually live in your country. International buyers purchased $59 billion worth of U.S. residential properties from April of 2021 to March of 22. Oh, that was just in one year? Yeah. China, <laughs> um, Canada, India, Mexico, Brazil are the top five countries of origin by uh, dollar volume. Damn. Well. <laughs> that's a lot. Yeah. Yeah, that's quite a lot, isn't it? And you're wondering why okay, it's so hard to. Get ahead these days. Oh, no shit. One of the things that pisses me off about that, though, is like when you go over to somebody else's house and like they have rules in place, but you come over there and find the loopholes in the rules and then you get mad at the homeowner, the person whose house you're at for not enforcing the rules that they abide by that you're trying to, you know, get around. Look, the sign said, take your shoes off at the door. It didn't say don't put them back on in the kitchen. Exactly. Yeah, like that. <laughs> What are you getting mad at me for? You you made the rules. I just found the loophole. I took them off. I took them off. <laughs> Put them on my hands. Oh. Started walking on my hands. Especially when it comes from a country like China, who's like, <laughs> like really? Yeah. yeah. Your system sucks. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Yours is much better. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Are you besmirching the fine international name of China? <laughs> Oh, maybe, maybe this after, uh, you know what? It just, it's like salt on the wound. Kyle, a child that just lost their balloon and it flew all the way over and our big, bad, mean military had to shoot it down. And now we won't even give it back. I mean, fresh on the heels of that wound, you're going to go ahead and just besmirch them. (laughs) The weather balloon with all the spy equipment in it. Like is is North Korea running their spy program? It sounds like some shit they do. <laughs> it's like an it's like an iPhone just set to record. Maybe it was actually just a homeowner trying to get his property line surveyed. <laughs> God damn it! I'll do it myself. <laughs> oh shit! All right, we should move on. All right, let's move on. All right, but first, advertising. Longtime fans of the show should be familiar with the lender formerly known as Sue Pullen, and I'm pleased to announce that she's back, fresh off a rebrand and ready to help as Sue Mackey. Sue is a certified mortgage advisor at Fairway Independent Mortgage, an equal housing lender who focuses on finding the right product for you and your needs. She has over 20 years of experience helping thousands of homeowners. Whether it's purchasing, refinancing, or even a reverse mortgage, Sue will help. Sue's licensed in 36 states now, so reach out and let Sue Mackey it happen for you. The best way to reach her is just give her a call at 520-977-7904 or in an email, spullen at fairwaymc.com. Fairway Independent Mortgage has an MLS number of 2289. Sue Mackey has an MLS number of 206048. That email again, spullen at fairwaymc.com. And that phone number is 520-977-7904. 
shoot Sue an email and let her know she needs to update that address. And advertising is done. Now we can listen to Stock Time. Now it's talk about stocks time Looking for setups and still not advice Big moves, fresh news and earnings All that we're saying is still not advice Stock time Please answer us Okay <laughs> I want to start off here with uh, the news of Russia's oil cuts cause Just because of the effect it's had on energy stocks Mm-hmm um, Russia has announced that they're going to be cutting their crude oil production by half a million barrels per day. Is that all? Yeah. I mean, that's not a whole lot, really, <laughs> in, the, in the grand scheme of things. But it has led to a spike in oil prices. And if you've been following any of the uh, oil stocks like Chevron or BP, uh, they've yeah. been having one hell of a week. Of course, it was, you know, the week after we picked them for the bet. But yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. As is uh, tradition. As is tradition. It really is, isn't it? <laughs> so maybe we should let it Amazon ride. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, fuck it. Why not? Why right. not? <laughs> but yeah, so uh, I mean, we I've been talking to some of the people I talked to uh, towards the end of the year last year were like super bullish on energy stocks. I think it's starting to see why they were. Yeah. They've been getting very perky. Energy stocks are getting perky? Yeah, it seems like it. I mean, look at the energy sector XLE. Oh, okay. Yeah, that do. Okay. All right. Yeah, real nice ascending triangle starting to form on there too, riding that 50-day moving average up or on the weekly. Good end of the last week. Weekly yeah. candles. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, yeah, definitely paying attention to those. Probably going to be looking for some pullbacks and maybe see if I can get my BP shares back. <laughs> <laughs> I have 16 left because I sold two covered calls. <laughs> well, now you got to sell some puts, right, to get them back? Exactly. All right. Um, what else you got? You got something? Uh, did I see Musk in the news again? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody's favorite James Bond supervillain. Uh, <laughs> I thought we decided he was the hero. Oh, no, he was the hero. He was When he was a hero, he was like one uh, injury away from being a supervillain. Ah, uh, that's right. Okay. And apparently he got his feelings hurt too much. And but by Grimes. Yeah, gr- Grimey broke his heart. <laughs> <laughs> God damn and this is why I call him a supervillain, is, is, is his ego just cannot be satiated. Uh, according to reports, earlier this month, Musk locked his Twitter account to personally test whether locked tweets generate more views than public tweets. Hmm. Instead of just asking his engineers that built it. Anyway, uh, maybe he can't because he fired him already. Uh, (laughs) There's a new report saying he did meet with some engineers after the test. Mm -hmm. And that meeting uh, led to one engineer providing an alternate explanation as to why his views might be declining. And that explanation is that people are paying less attention to him. I know. Oh, God, that was that's pretty ballsy to tell your boss that. Maybe people just don't care what you say anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that definitely got him fired. Yeah. Uh, well, he's probably going to have a good lawsuit on his hands. Uh, well, that engineer got fired was backed up by other Twitter employees providing internal data to correspond with the Google Trends chart. 
showing public interest in Musk going down. I wish I was in that room. I would like to know if that happened before the guy got fired or after. <laughs> like matter. was everybody jumping on board and he fired the ringleader or was did he fire the the guy who first suggested it and the other guys are like, hang on, wait a second. No, we like Bill. Like, like look, look. <laughs> we got data. We got that's such an engineer thing to do. We got data. So. Right. <laughs> data. Data is nothing compared to my gut because I'm Musk. So why would a locked tweet? What does that mean? A locked tweet? Does that mean that you you fucked up and your account got locked out? It's it's a tweet only searchable on Twitter that won't appear on like a Google search. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, I don't know why they would. Why would they care? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I I honestly. I think it's a real shit show over there. Twitter really uh, is. <laughs> Musk is. Uh, I, I saw I saw one person on social media saying something along the lines of they called Musk a genius for his electric car. And I didn't know shit about electric cars. So I said, OK, it must be a genius. And they called him a genius for his rockets going to space. And I don't know shit about go rockets going to space. So I said, oh, it must be a genius. And then they called him a genius for uh, fucking up Twitter's code. And I am a coder, and I can say this man is a fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see the Glass Onion uh, movie on Netflix? Oh, beautiful. Love that yeah. film. So Makes good. Me think of that. This man is just an idiot. So, so, so good. <laughs> that movie was so good. At the very beginning, like he said a couple things, and I remember turning to Jamie Lynn and being like, what does that mean? Right. But then I just got like sucked right into the movie and just. Did, like everybody else watching it, I just disregard it. It's like, oh, okay. Well, yeah. What are you going to do? <laughs> so that movie oh, such a great movie. Um, oh, you mentioned Google. That actually yeah? segues nicely into my next story here. Ooh, got a Google story. Well, it actually kind of ties in with Microsoft, too. Um, talked about Microsoft uh, investing in ChatGPT. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they made like a really big uh, purchase in that, or stake in that. Google had their own called Bard, I think is what it was. And in the competition there, like Google's been working on this thing for a lot longer than anybody else's. So everyone thinks that Google has, you know, a head start or a leg up on their, the best their one. chat group or whatever you mm -hmm. call these things, the chat bots. Uh, but they took a look at some of the, uh, the uh, demos that they had done with it. And then um, their bot was giving wrong answers. So some people are attributing Google's sell off to that. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, and wasn't it? Like, yeah, was that like the flagship event when they were unveiling it? Right. Yeah. They. Asked, I think the question they asked it was, um, "What new discoveries from James Webb Space Telescope can I tell my nine-year-old about?" And then one of them that he gave was, "JWST took the very first pictures of a planet outside our solar system." Nah, no, that happened in two thousand four. That happened from Earth, not a space telescope. Goddamn bard. But I mean, it does sound like a big overreaction. I mean, now I'm getting a bad grade on my quiz. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah, people are saying that the the overreaction is probably uh, shouldn't have led to the stock selling off as much as it did. But there is another layer to it. And uh, Munster, who is Munster? Who? That's a good question. Who is Munster? Who the fuck are they talking to in this? Goddamn. Okay, somebody named Munster. Don't know who he is. <laughs> 
Uh, he was saying that the other layers, Microsoft's comments that they're going after search that he thinks had uh, a bigger impact on Google sell-off because they are planning on utilizing the information or the chat GPT to try to improve Bing. So if they're going to try to start, you know, going after Google's, you know, share and the, the search industry, that, that could be, that could be a bigger deal than, you know, a demo being released a little premature. Okay. And I guess, uh, I guess using chat GPT, the market clearly thinks they've got a shot. Uh, that's what it sounds like. Yeah. I guess, I guess everyone's getting excited about Bing again. <laughs> What has that ever been said? I didn't. I didn't think I'd ever hear those words out loud. I know. Yeah. Oh golly, everybody's excited about Bing. Get Janice on the blower. I gotta tell her about this. Uh, those are the ones that caught my eye this week. I had. Uh, I have a, a couple quick ones. Uh, Credit Swiss. Their their five year credit default swaps are up sharply. Uh, that's that would be the cost of insuring the Credit Suisse debt. Yes. Yeah. Has uh, it went up twenty four bips on Friday? That sounds familiar. What happened the last time uh, default swaps rose sharply? I think it was in two thousand eight. Mm, was that was that was it two thousand eight? Yeah. Yeah. Good lord! Have you looked at their stock? Credit Suisse. Yeah. No, no, where are they? I didn't bother. Where are they at? It has been dropping since 2007. Are you serious? Yeah, it was trading at, after that news came out, uh, at $3.14. Yikes. And that was a big sell candle, too. Oh, my goodness. And they were up, they were up at $77.40 in, in uh, wow, 2007, b- before the last. They never, wow, they never rebound never recovered they never been recovered maybe maybe investors know more about them than i do wow well i mean wasn't credit Suisse the one that got in a lot of trouble with the greensill bs and no. some other things they were one of them what was the other quick one you had the other one i didn't post because it was behind the paywall of wall street journal hmm. uh but i don't know if you remember in 2019 a former employee for the uh, mormon church revealed that the church had amassed a hundred billion dollars of stock holdings. Oh, I do remember that? That's insane. Well, the uh, Securities and Exchange Commission is now investigating the Mormon Church, and specifically their their past efforts to keep its giant investment portfolio secret. One, you know, wondering if they have complied with disclosure requirements for large money managers. I'm guessing no. <laughs> well, they are at the advanced stage, and it's likely to lead in a set, lead to a settlement. So, for all I hope you, it's a hundred billion dollar settlement. Mormon, right? Right? Only, <laughs> yeah. For all you Mormon listeners out there wondering where your tithe dollars go to, it's about to go to. It's about to go to Gary Gensler and the crypto <laughs> enforcement <Gensler>. arm. <laughs> Congratulations! Seriously, if your church has a hundred billion dollar war chest. Yeah, I don't think I'd be paying tithing anymore. <laughs> That's enough. You've got enough. I, I don't know. I heard Jesus has got a pretty rich dad, so I don't know what they need money for. <laughs> All right. Okay. Should we uh, should we move on and talk about some crypto? Yeah, let's, uh, let's talk about some crypto. Sounds good to me. Woo! I got some crypto in my wallet Hanging out on my Ethereum 
Doji sushi polka dot NFT Decentralized, anonymized, fabulous cryptocurrency Alright, uh, I've got a quick one here that I can lead off with Okay um, Let's see. This is, the headline is what caught my eye. It said, "Very cold crypto winter kills a pioneer of Bitcoin trading." Oh no! Yeah, I was like, "Oh shit!" Is, did we finally learn who Satoshi is? Did he? Get, is he dead? Is he dead? Is it the who's the guy that does the Ethereum? Uh, no, it's none of them. It's none of them. It's uh, local Bitcoins is the the name of the exchange. It was it was talking about an exchange that went down. L- local Bitcoins. Yeah, local bitcoins apparently launched in tw- 2012 in Helsinki it was one of the earliest and most popular P2P platforms for trading the biggest token, but it lost ground to all the other exchanges. Uh, their volumes peaked at almost 130 million during the 2017 bull market and uh, tumbled to uh, five, six, five to six million uh, in the latest uh, numbers mm-hmm. since then. Damn. So yeah, I guess it was one of the like the first places you could use to like trade Bitcoin. I think it's funny that it's called local bitcoins and it's in Helsinki. I know. And it's in Finland. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it looks like they were uh, definitely pioneers, but it also looks like they didn't do a very good job of, uh, you know, growing or, or learning. <laughs> like you can be the first and, and do poorly if you're the only one and there's still a need. Right. But if you don't learn how to make it better. Yeah. Somebody else is going to figure it out no matter what kind of head start you got. And it's just a peer-to-peer exchange, so they're at best they're, they're what they're skimming a little bit of each transaction. Skimming, skimming off the top sounds sounds illegal. <laughs> well, it's what they're doing. They're like, uh, yeah, we'll uh, basically, yeah, we'll hook you up with a with a buyer for your Bitcoin you want to sell, but uh, I gotta get my beak wet. I mean, the banks do the same thing. Like, it costs fifty dollars to send a wire transfer. Yeah, and the banks, they skim $50 off every wire transfer. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I got, I got, what's in it for me? The bank. <laughs> Besides holding all your money and lending it out at exorbitant <laughs> rates and giving you a shit return. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. All right. Well, if you do have a local Bitcoin account, do you have until February 16th? And which after that, uh, wallets can only be used for withdrawals. So you have 12 months from February 17th to withdraw your Bitcoins if you're holding any through their wallet exchanges. Yeah, good to, good to know. Doesn't sound like there's many people who are. Yeah, for all three of you, yeah, get out now. <laughs> and how does and how does that work if they're shutting down? Like, <laughs> well, this one looks like it's actually the way it's supposed to work, where you still hold your wallet, like you still own your assets. They don't have any control oh. over your assets all they're doing is providing or facilitating an exchange between two people so you know you just got to find another a, a new crypto exchange yeah you just got to find a new place to deposit your bitcoins well, or to put your wallet yeah that's gonna be more and more difficult right well at least uh at least they didn't take it with them like, <laughs> like some of the others <laughs> oh yeah yeah speaking of uh oh. the others <laughs> You remember remember last year watching the Super Bowl commercials and every other one was a, was a crypto commercial? Yeah. Yeah. For, fortune favors the brave. Yep. Uh, that one. According to uh, Mark Evans, Fox Sports VP of ad sales, how many uh, crypto commercials do you think we're going to get this year? Uh, probably at least 
10, but they're only going to be for pumps, not for, <laughs> for specific coins. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was just going to say, buy Doji. That's why we've created a special coin, Super Bowl coin NFTs, just for today. Get yours now. Uh, no, zero representation. Zero. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, there were two that were lined up, two unnamed companies. But uh, when FTX <laughs> uh, collapsed and declared bankruptcy, uh, they uh, backed out. And you know what? We, uh, we're not going to need those ads anymore. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, not surprising. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, I remember my favorite was the Larry David FTX yes. commercial. It was just the best. That one, because it looked like they definitely paid somebody who knew nothing about crypto. And he didn't even try to pretend. Yeah, well, his whole shtick was don't do crypto. Yeah, yeah. yeah t- turns out Larry was right. He was the only one. <laughs> the, in the advertisement, yeah, where where he actually came out and told you don't get involved with crypto. Yeah, no, and that was from FTX. Yeah. That was great. God, that's whole. Oh, I fucking man. love it. It's the, the, the aged, oh, aged like a fine wine. That's why I was surprised to see him in the the lawsuits that were come, popping up. Oh, uh, right. All, doing those <laughs> commercials. Like, wait a minute, Larry is the only one who said don't do it. <laughs> right. So your, 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 your Super Bowl ads will be crypto free this year. Sorry. I hope South Park uh, buys a spot and plays uh, one of the ones that they ran when that whole thing was going out last year. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The, the water that they were trying to, the recycled water. <laughs> basically, <laughs> key water. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Paying right. celebrities to drink it. God. Uh, if you pay him enough. I know, right? They probably would. Mm-hmm. I don't know. You pay me enough, I'd probably do it too. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have no illusions about my integrity. Yeah. Yeah. I remember getting my mind blown in high school. It's like, wait, are you saying you wouldn't suck an old man off for $100 million? I'm like, well, actually, it's like, yeah, see, we're all prostitutes. We just got different fucking rates. Like, wait a minute. By a lot of mouthwash is that. It's true. I do. <laughs> there is an amount of money you could pay me to do almost anything. Fuck. I know. God. Uh, well, I guess that's... All right. Huh? Should, should we move on before this goes even more yeah. off the rails? Yeah. Ow. Oh, shit. That was loud. My ears. <laughs> All right. Fine. If you're so eager. Mm-hmm. What, was your, what was your good of the week? Uh, my good, uh, well, probably sitting on my hands when BBBY was going crazy. Oh, I was wondering um, about that. I saw it spike to five. It's, it got, it got higher than five. It got up, yeah. like up to seven before it went. And I'm sitting there, it's like, it's six, six and a half. And I'm like, ah, oh, I want to buy these puts, but they're so expensive. <laughs> the volatility was so high. Uh, I don't think I would have made any money, and um, even though, oh, yeah, yeah, even though it, yeah. it, it's totally deflated, and now it's at like two and a half dollars. Uh, the volatility was just so high on them. The premiums for like one week on a on a six dollar put, it's a little, yeah, yeah, not where I like it. I I I would have I would have made money, but not a lot, and I'm glad I didn't even try. Yeah, yeah, when things get nuts like that. I've been finding it's best to sit out myself too. Like when, uh, whenever Powell gets on the mic, I think, uh, mm-hmm. uh, 
or FOMC. Like, yeah, I think I'll just uh, wait for this to settle out. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'll take a slow, steady, predictable over that crazy right. leaps off. Uh, my good, uh, we already kind of talked about it. I guess I'll just expound on it a little more. Uh, yeah. has been the, I've been spending, I think we talked about it last week, like trying to shift my focus to, to the execution side. Mm-hmm. Like, I just want to know that I can execute what I said I was going to do and do it consistently, like regardless of the results. Don't care about the results right now. I wrote a plan out of how I wanted to trade this eval account and I've traded it to that plan. Now, the plan may not be sound, which is mm. what I've learned, mm. but I know that it's not me, <laughs> right? Now I can at least, at least I can rule out myself as uh, failing the plan. Right, right. That's that's progress, right? It's, it's not just that though. It's also the mentality. Like I can feel it shifting in my head, like sitting through a loss and be like, eh, okay. This one's a loser, not like into agonizing over it. Like, oh, I need to stop. I need to stop. I need to put, move my stops to break even. I should, I should close it now. I should close it now. Right, Cut it. right. It's going again. Like that inner turmoil, like has been less and less as the weeks have gone on. So I'm, I, I can't express how happy I am to start seeing that paying off. Yeah, that's that's good stuff, man. I'm glad to hear it. Thank you. Oh, should we talk about pads? Yeah, mine was definitely how much I wanted to be trading BBBY. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know that feeling, I mean. It's like, like, Dan, you don't have to be in a trade right now, but look at it. One of the things I've been trying to keep track of a little bit, too, is like whether I like a trade or not. Just to see like if me liking something or disliking it has any effect. Mm. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, and I'm finding that a lot of my winners are ones that I did not want to take. Really? Yeah. So, still, there's still something there emotionally that's that's not looking at the right thing, or that's tied to the wrong the wrong uh, metric or the wrong conditions. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I I need to figure out how to shift that feeling to. I guess I guess I need to invert it somehow. <laughs> this is a piece of shit trade. I guess I'll take yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> i don't know i don't know something i noticed and i've been paying attention to and i'm trying to figure out where that commonality is like where's the disconnect where's the disconnect between what i like and what works mm. don't have an answer for it so i guess that qualifies as bad yeah yeah <laughs> identifying it's good identifying good execution bad <laughs> right uh do you have an ugly no no i didn't trade this week uh, I mean, I took a lotto play on Palantir that uh, completely didn't work out. I, th- I think maybe that could qualify. Yeah, lotto play on yeah. Palantir. Yeah, I love the way they Friday? broke out above the two. No, I did it uh, the day before. Mm. Uh, I did by monthlies as I wanted to encapsulate the earnings and anything subsequently after that and still have time on the contract. But uh, they lost about half their value already just in that one day. Oh, wow. So much for the earnings run up. Oh, <laughs> right? Yeah. Yes, yeah. Yeah, so I think that about wraps up my week. Yeah. Well, I I should be, looks like uh, uh, in the next couple of weeks, I'll be having my account re refunded and I'm going to do a month of uh, paper trading. But with, you know, Paper trading through sim, I should say sim trading, you know, through mm-hmm. Sierra charts uh, with their crazy data feed. I don't, I don't know. All of these companies, 
with the the funded accounts like i don't i don't even want to i don't even want to try it like i want uh, i finally got lightning fast internet and then i'll get fair yeah. charts and i'll put it on the smallest increment of time possible and start some trading the uh the only thing that i like about the eval accounts is to be able to have something it's like a step between sim with no risk and live which is all risk like a very minimal amount but it feels a lot more real than sim ever did yeah i think that's the main benefit of it but yeah i wouldn't jump into one until you've you know been tested or back tested a setup mm-hmm. or something else the only other i guess benefit to it is you get it does give you licenses with some of them for like ninja trader but then you'd have to learn a whole nother platform and i don't think you want to fuck with that either i don't crazy yeah. enough right yeah. does anybody Mm-mm. especially in their 40s <laughs> <laughs> teach me any new tricks new tricks no thank you yeah uh, my old boy my old tricks are, are just fine thank you very much <laughs> my old tricks are bad enough <laughs> <laughs> all right should we uh should we wrap this thing up and make a bet yeah let's do it i need it wanna beat it gonna win it if i take it from you Filling my position, squid your bitch and random's gonna lose Got a chart full of levels and a stop that's not too tight It's bet, pick a time in the shop, so pick them right Alright, uh, you jokingly were saying we should ride Amazon for another week I don't know if you're joking. I thought you were. Uh, not not really. I, I actually still like the setup. I'm looking at the chart now. And I'm like, ah, I like the doji we got on Friday. I like the declining volume on mm-hmm. the sell-off. Mm-hmm. I kind of actually like running with that again. The other one I was going to suggest was Marathon, MRO, which is a oil company. Uh, that's if you want to gamble on earnings. Uh... They have earnings on Wednesday. Yeah, last week, no, last week closed pretty strong. Yeah. Looking at a demand zone candle here on my trading view chart. That, and they also haven't been, like, if you correlate them with BP, uh, one of the other ones that's been running really well, doesn't seem like it's experienced the same uh, positive movement that British Petroleum did. Mm. Okay, so it's a catch-up play as well. It uh, looks like I'm I'm throwing BP on my chart right now to see them both. Yeah, I'm looking at the daily. It's it's lagged a, a little bit, but it's not too bad. Yeah, it looks like it's lagged a little bit behind BP. So I mean, that's that's an idea. I like Carnival Corporation. CCL. Mm-hmm. I do. I know it's maybe not everybody's favorite sector, but I think they've uh, started making higher highs. Higher lows broke above the trend line, the downward trend line that's been uh, going since uh, the first of June of twenty one. I think, yeah, I think we're retesting, and uh, I don't know, I think it's playing a catch. All right, so which of those three? Oh God, we can't let random decide which of our three because then random is in control. <laughs> right. Shit. <sighs> All right, rock paper scissors. That still feels a bit random. Yeah, I know. There's no way it would work. Just kidding. Uh, <laughs> All right. Well, I I picked Amazon, so I feel like you should have the ultimate say. I kind of like Amazon. 
Okay. All right. Kind of like Amazon, but that's only because I know what random picked and I want to steer away from another oil stock. Oh, random picked oil, huh? Yeah, random picked an oil stock. Fucking hell. Random uh, got NASDAQ Energy, so it got FANG, Diamondback Energy. Oh, okay. I guess it's not an oil stock, but it's an energy stock. Like We got to use a little game theory, right? We can't pick the same. We can't be in the same sector as them. Otherwise, we'll just, it'll be a lost week. Like if we were winning, yeah, that'd be a different story. So yeah, it's. I think I want to go with Amazon also. All right, I'm definitely going to try and pick up some calls of Carnival Corporation on a Monday morning. I want the stop for Amazon below the 50-day moving average. I think below the 50-day. Yeah, that's about four dollars from where it's at now. I mean, it may even come back and kiss it. Four dollars. Yeah, it closed at ninety-seven half, and the 50-day is at ninety-three right now. I wonder what my trading view is going crazy on. I use a simple moving average. Are you using the EMA? Yeah. Uh, that might be the difference. I was going to say, because it's like at the EMA. Oh, that's even even better. Uh, yeah. And the 50-day uh, on Amazon just flipped from uh, bearish to bullish. The, the cloud. Mm, nice. The, the 34.50. Yeah, I know it's kind of boring, but I kind of want to go with it. Where, okay. where, do you want, where would you put the stop? I would put the stop, yeah, 93 half. 93? Yeah, 93. That's where I put the stuff. Let's go below the low of that one. Let's go 92.75. Okay. And take profit. I would just take it at the 200-day moving average, which right now is around 110. I mean, I think 104 is generous. TP1 at 104. Mm -hmm. TP2, 200-day moving average. All All right. All right. Random's got Fang. We've got Amazon. Fang is not an ETF for the uh, the mega caps. Oh, I thought it was an ETF for uh, the Red Cross. <laughs> Sorry, stretch that one. <laughs> yeah. All right, take us home. All right, kids, if you don't quiet down, I'm turning this car around and we're headed home. <laughs> All right, folks, that brings us to the end of the episode. Thanks for coming by. But we got to close up the shop, so just do your part. Like, share, subscribe, tell your friends and your enemies. Don't tell your pets, though. I'm tired of judgmental canine and feline listeners writing in their emails with their lack of thumbs. Sons of bitches. But we will be back at you soon. Until then, happy trades. Bye. Two Bulls in a China Shop is an entertainment program, and all thoughts and opinions expressed in the show belong to the hosts and not of any company. They are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual or on any specific security or investment product. It is only intended to provide entertainment about stocks and the financial industry of trading. If you make trades based on what you hear in this show, you assume all risks for those trades.